Hey everybody, Coach Mel here. Welcome to the MelFit Podcast, where we talk all things health, fitness, and lifestyle. I am Coach Mel, an online health and fitness expert with over 20 years of experience. It's May 20th, 2022. Friday, we are in Idaho. If you're watching this from somewhere else in the world, it's been a crazy spring here. We set a record in April of having the coldest April on record. Now we're setting a record for the, what, latest day of having a high of 70 degrees, right, Josh? We have not hit 70 once. Ay, Dios mio. But anyways, we're getting there. So I hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, the podcast, I, I tried to uh, make about 40 minutes, 40 minutes to an hour so that you can go for a walk or go for a run or get on your bike or whatever. Get some exercise while you listen up. So the title of today's podcast is going to be eight ways to gauge progress besides the scale. So first and foremost, I think that the scale cannot be your ride or die, and I'm gonna educate you guys as to why the scale cannot be your ride or die. I spoke about this in my Facebook Live, so if you, if you, heard, if you listen to that, if you're on my Melfit Connect group, um, you may hear a couple things over, but it's good information and it needs to be like ingrained in your brain. And the one thing that I always tell people is we're made up of almost 80% water. And how I know that is, well, it's a fact. And I have an in-body scale. These scales range between six to $10,000. They give uh, your overall body composition rather than just you weigh this today and that defines everything about you. So it actually tells you if you're in a healthy body fat range and a healthy muscle range and how much water you are carrying. So I always give the analogy of, so what is your body made up of? You're made up of water, muscle, bones, skin, teeth, and body fat, okay? So your weight is comprised of all of those things, okay? So a good example to think about as far as how much your body can fluctuate in water weight is the scenario of an MMA fighter or a wrestler. Maybe you're a wrestler, you grew up around a wrestler, and you remember whenever they were getting ready for a fight, their walk-around weight may have been like 165, but they were going to fight at 145. Let's, let's say 150. Okay, let's say 150. So they are trying to cut 15 pounds of weight but essentially, they're only cutting water weight so that they can weigh in at 150. So how do they do this? They manipulate their water by, they stop drinking water, which dehydrates them. They put on the uh, special suits and they will 
sit in a sauna. They will run on the treadmill. They will, what else do they do, Josh? Hot tub. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, lots of blankets. Okay, blankets, and obviously probably not eating. I mean, you'll see YouTubes where people will be in a hotel room, like, trying to, you know, at the last minute make the weigh-in. So, they get on the scale. They're, when you dehydrate yourself, a lot of bodybuilders will will do this, manipulate water so that their uh, abs will pop more. You'll start to cramp like really bad. So a lot of times when these people are getting on stage to weigh in, you can tell that they're really weak. Um, They'll get on the scale. They'll hit the goal. Somebody will be standing there right away, um, handing them like a Gatorade or something. And then after that, quickly after that, as soon as they start taking in liquids, and taking in nutrition, they're gonna hydrate right back up. So they may weigh in at 150, but they're gonna fight at, what do you think, Josh, pretty close to what they weigh? Yeah. I mean, it might be down a little bit, but so that is first and foremost, what you all need to realize, okay? Um, So what if you're not an MMA fighter? What if you're, you know, uh, just a normal person that's not getting into this extreme um, water cut. So for us, what affects our weight are a few things. We're gonna go over those first, then we'll go over the eight ways to gauge progress. But for us, what makes the scale weight go up because we're hydrated will make the scale higher. There's nothing wrong with being hydrated, okay? Um, Eating food will make the scale go up. And that's why I always say what goes in must go out. If you're not, if your body's not absorbing food, um, if you're becoming insulin resistant, if you're having digestive problems and not eliminating, that's gonna cause the scale to go up, okay? menstrual cycle for women i mean i say three to five pounds i've heard three to six pounds from other health and fitness experts but yeah generally again what goes what goes in must come out okay you're sloughing off for your menstrual cycle okay so that has to go somewhere that has to weigh something so you'll tend to be three to five pounds heavier before you start your cycle and on your cycle, you'll feel like just horrible and just bloated. Then after your cycle, generally everything kind of goes back down, okay? So another thing that's gonna affect the scale and the way you feel as far as being bloated is salt, okay? Um, I talked about this on my Facebook Live. There hasn't been one person on Melfit that's told me I can't have salt. If you're eating whole foods that you're making, and generally almost everything that you use is not coming out of a box or a can or is frozen, you're gonna be fine. Even the healthiest frozen meals, i.e. the Weight Watchers meals, healthy choice meals, if you turn the package over, they're just full of sodium, okay? So 
a lot of what is coming up on the scale if you're eating processed foods that are high in sodium that is what you're retaining okay so just remember every time you get on the scale and it, and a lot of people are obsessed with the scale you weigh yourself in the morning and then you weigh yourself at night and you're heavier well of course you're heavier you've drank three 32 ounce bottles of water a coffee a cup of tea uh kombucha and you've eaten three meals a snack and a dessert like put all that on the scale yes it weighs something but your body's job is to use the food as fuel and excrete anything that is not needed but when you're consuming a high calorie high fat processed processed diet your body has no choice it's not going to use that stuff it doesn't know what that stuff is it recognizes an apple and orange it doesn't recognize whatever crap you're putting in your body that has a list of ingredients this this long okay so that is how body fat gain starts is you know you've got all of your food out on the table and all your beverages out on the table and you live a sedentary lifestyle like where did you expect it to go like you have to be walking you have to be working out you have to be strength training you have to be moving your body or of course you're taking in more than your body needs how do you know how much your body needs well a good rule of thumb to start with and then you can get more technical is you really shouldn't eat much less than your basal metabolic rate and then anything on top of that would be your movement so if your basal metabolic rate which are the calorie your resting calories if you just laid in bed all day that's your basal metabolic rate what your body needs to keep you alive okay so let's just say your basal metabolic rate is 1500 calories if you burn 500 calories and you eat 2000 then your your basal metabolic rate plus your burn minus what you eat it's going to be the same there's no deficit there so you're gonna that's what we call maintenance so it's going to keep you in in maintenance okay so if you want a deficit and you burned 2000 you would want to eat 1500 i don't recommend more of a 700 calorie a day deficit from what you burn and what you eat anything higher than that your body is going to think you're starving it and it's going to hold on to body fat and a person that could tell you this firsthand is my digital media assistant josh right josh yep. so it's it's really a hard one to really drive home with people that you actually have to eat to lose 99.9% .9 of the people I'm working with aren't eating enough and they can't figure out why week after week after week it's the same song and dance when and only when you feed your body enough calories will it let go of the body fat okay so i think another one i was going to put in here um i want to write this on my list too another thing that can cause 
the scale to rise is stress and stress raises your cortisol levels and stress is a silent killer if you can't get your if you can't manage your stress first and foremost it's really hard to lose weight um uh, uh the cortisol stress hormone it it's basically like it the best way to describe it is you're just constantly in a state of inflammation so melfit is an anti-inflammatory meal plan we have we don't do uh gluten although we allow sourdough because it's fermented uh dairy or processed sugar so a lot of people realize after eating on melfit wow maybe i didn't really see a ton of weight on the scale not that we haven't lost hundreds of pounds on melfit but what i'm really seeing is like a, i'm not as inflamed and that is huge i mean that's where you know your clothes will fit better but we'll go into the list we'll go into the list here so eight ways to gauge progress besides the scale number one would be your skin when i see people who are unhealthy not practicing good sleep habits good self-care habits good exercise habits good nutrition habits they're a dead ringer their face is usually bright red do you remember that about yourself josh yeah your face was always red have you noticed that it's not red anymore mm -hmm. aren't you so glad yeah. did you know that's why uh -uh. really yeah, yeah I, I i can always tell that so did you ever get any of the broken blood vessels on your face uh -uh. no it probably has a lot to do with age if you're younger you can escape that but when you get older boy howdy years of abuse those pop up on your face but yeah so redness in the face rosacea broken blood vessels um just an overall uh appearance of the skin to be almost like rough or thick have you noticed a difference in your skin josh yeah yeah so i always tell people that i was listening i was said this on my facebook live if you didn't know this already, a lot of things that you consume actually come out through your skin, which is your largest organ. Is that right? Do I want to say that? Yeah, largest organ of your on your body, and alcohol is one of them. If you ever been around somebody that's tied one on the night before, Josh, and they reek, it's because you can only excrete alcohol a little bit through urine vomit if they vomited and it has to come through the skin it's toxic it's ethanol alcohol they use it for uh jet fuel it is poison not that i don't indulge in alcohol once in a while but um yeah it comes out your skin another thing for me personally sugar comes out my skin if i consume processed sugar I will wake up the next day with blemishes and I 
Josh, how many times have you seen me with a blemish on my face? Very rarely. Like, very rarely do I ever have a blemish on my face. So you really have to listen to your body. Like, look in the mirror once in a while. Look at your skin. Is there, are, do you look healthy? Um, you can definitely tell a lot through the skin. So right away, your skin is going to improve. And I've had people start on Melfit on a meal plan within a week tell me that they uh, they had chronic hives and itching and that that has gone away so I mean that is huge the second way to gauge progress would be strength so strength is huge when you aren't working out, the number one indication of good health is gonna be your muscle, okay? So it's more important if you're listening to this and you're a cardio king or queen, it's it's not what, what you should be prioritizing. You should be prioritizing your strength. You should be strength training at least three days a week, okay? When you're older and things go south, what happens to most people is if they end up falling and breaking a hip, they'll generally pass away pretty shortly after that because if they don't already have a good amount of muscle, then it's hard for the body to heal. Um, and the older you get, the slower it takes to heal. Um, when you're younger, it seems like it's almost like a sci-fi movie. Do you feel that way, Josh? Remember when you would get a cut when you were younger, it heals so fast? Yeah. Do you notice when you're older, it heals slower? Yeah, yeah wait till you get till you're over 40. So strength training is huge. What happens when you strength train is for every bit of muscle, for every pound of muscle, that you gain, your basal metabolic rate goes up, which in turn means you can eat more. If you don't have a lot of muscle, that means your basal met metabolic rate is really low, and the chances of you ever getting extra calories from Coach Mel or being able to eat jasmine rice are pretty slim to none. So you should always focus on strength training first and then fill in the rest with walking. And you really don't need running. You don't need to run. If you look at your watch when you're running versus when you're walking, when you're walking, you'll be in the fat burning zone. When you're running, you'll be in the cardio zone. Well, everybody wants to be in the fat burning zone. So don't feel like you have to run to be healthier or to get in better shape, okay? So I think that strength training not only will you look better it it'll help you in everyday life i mean if you're heading to costco and they load your box up super heavy you got to pull it out of the car and then put it in the back of your car or if you're still buying bottled water which you shouldn't you 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 have to lift that case of water or maybe you buy a, a 40 pan, pound bag of dog food maybe you're caretaking a special needs child maybe you're caretaking somebody um, who needs help getting in and out of bed whatever it is we all need our strengths for something i mean pulling weeds rolling out the garbage can taking out the garbage like we all don't want to be weak and have to constantly ask 
other people to help us, okay? So strength, the fact that I ask people how they're doing and they say, oh my gosh, I'm getting so much stronger. I remember when I first started with Melfit, I couldn't plank more than 10 seconds. Now I'm planking for a minute. Now I'm doing my push-ups on my toes. So that's progress, that's huge. Number three way to gauge progress besides the scale, energy. I always say if I could bottle the endorphins that I have after a workout, like we could just, I could sell it and we could all just be so happy. It, it it's that, that one saying, uh, I regret that workout said no one ever. It's so true because, you know, you go through all this trouble to make it happen and you know, you get all these people, hey guys, to help you make it happen. Hey guys, if you've got kids or a spouse, can you help me out? You know, mom or dad just wants to go downstairs for 25 minutes and get the workout. Can you guys just leave me alone for 25 minutes? And you go through all this trouble to make it happen. And then when you do make it happen, it's just like, oh, you just feel so good. It's like, you know, that stress reliever, you just kind of your worries go away and it just feels good to just sweat a little bit every day and move your body um so energy is huge you're not going to have energy if you're eating processed foods you're not going to have energy if you're not sleeping well because you're eating processed foods you're not going to have energy if you're not sleeping well because you're polishing off a bottle of wine every night. You're not going to have energy if fitness and nutrition isn't in the forefront of your life. You're not going to have energy if you're not drinking enough water. So having energy every day is huge, you know, unless you want to be this, you know, person that's constantly caffeinated, which then you get those high crashes or highs and then lows then you need to actually rely on natural energy which comes in the form of living a healthy lifestyle do you feel like you have more energy josh uh yeah yeah than you used to yeah so number four is attitude you'll hear me say this over and over if you think it's gonna suck it's gonna suck if you don't think you can, you can't. You almost have to imagine, fake it before you make it, sell yourself as something that you're not. Maybe people will call it imposter syndrome. I don't know, I don't care. But you have to envision the person that you want to become and show up as that person every day until you become that person, okay? And the attitude is everything, you know? Instead of saying, oh my gosh, I have to work out today, why not turn it into, you know what, I get to work out because I actually have my legs and my arms and I'm not ridden with cancer or some other disease. I don't have, you know, so you gotta take advantage of, you know, of, of what, what you have instead of looking at everything at such a chore, you know. Oh my gosh, I have to go to the store. No, I get to go to the store. I have enough money in my bank account to purchase food, and I'm super excited to make about making this healthy food and learning this lifestyle, and I get to engage in this wonderful program that's going to change my life. So, 
Attitude is everything. When you start feeling better about yourself and you start looking better, you will definitely have a better attitude. And it's almost, the one thing I always try to tell people to do is celebrate. If you don't enjoy the journey, you'll never get to the destination. Celebrate every step of the way with, you know, be happy as you're going along with every non-scale victory because eventually you're going to get there, especially if I'm your coach because I get results. And when you do get there, you're only going to want to move somewhere else, like challenge yourself more. But it's not going to be, when you finally get there, it's not going to be as big a deal as you think because what's really going to matter is how you got there. Like you're going to be there supposedly and all you're going to think about is the journey that you went on. Wow, I can't believe I have a client, uh, Kira. I just posted her before and after pictures yesterday. We've been on a five-month journey. Wow, I can't believe I went through the Malfit 12-week boot camp, lost 26 pounds, then went on to do the six-week shred, um, totally transformed my body, lost that last little bit of body fat, um, really looking tone. Now I'm on to the MelFit maintenance plan to, to work with Coach Mel and, and figure out how I can actually maintain this because I've heard that's the, that's the, um, the hardest part. Um, but wow, I mean, like my attitude is just so great moving forward. I just, I just, this has just been such a great journey and I'm so proud of myself because I shopped for this. I prepped for this. I checked in. I did the workouts like, and I always tell people when you get there, you can almost get a little cocky. You're not surprised. I mean, when people tell you you look great, you're like, course I look great. I did all the freaking work. I did everything I was supposed to. I can follow a plan. And, and it really, it doesn't surprise you. Is if when you, Josh can attest for this, right? Josh, when you actually do the work, it doesn't surprise you, right? It's like, well, of course I lost three and a half pounds. I ate all my food last week. So I, I, I just love to see um, somebody in every stage of their journey, um, especially people that were really riding the struggle bus. And I always tell people, I'm not a fair weather coach. I'm here for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And and to have somebody come out in the end and just never give up, it's just awesome. So number five, we always talk about this a lot, is sex drive. Let's just face it, when you don't have self-confidence, you don't have a good sex drive, you get a little bit more self-confidence and that definitely improves the more that you feel better about yourself and uh, feel better in your own skin. And I hear that so much, like I just feel better in my own skin. I feel like I'm becoming the person that I think I am. That person hasn't looked back at me in the mirror in a while, but I'm starting to see that person again. So that is really, really huge. And why is your sex drive better? Because you have a better attitude, you have more energy, you have more strength, and your skin looks better, like all of the above. Number six, ways to gauge progress besides the scale, sleep. 
If you're knocking off a bottle of wine a night, you're probably not sleeping very well, or the sleep that you get is not quality. If you've ever drank too much red wine and you wake up at like three in the morning, wine is made from grapes. Grapes are fruit. Fruit is sugar. We don't abuse fruit. Uh, I probably have half a cup of blueberries, half a banana, and a small apple every day. Like if you consume too much fruit, it's too much fructose sugar and it's gonna keep you awake and it's gonna actually give you like almost like a caffeine effect. So also if you're not eating enough, which a lot of people aren't, you're not gonna sleep well. Um, your body temperature is gonna go down a little bit. Your blood sugar is not gonna be regulated. Um, basically you're not gonna sleep well because you're not well fed. You're, you're basically hungry. So at Melfit we eat three square meals, dessert and a snack daily. And we just basically on a scale of one to 10, we're trying to keep ourselves, our blood sugar regulated. And we don't really wanna get much past a seven. If your stomach is growling, you're probably gone a little bit too far. So somewhere between a five and a seven, and you can kind of space it out. Um, it doesn't matter when you eat, it matters that you eat all of your food. But if you can space everything out about three to four hours, um, sometimes in the afternoon, my window of eating gets smaller. Like a lot of times I'll have my snack and I'll have my dinner like maybe an hour and a half or two later. And that's fine. Just listen to your body um, and see what you need. But the healthier I am, the better I sleep. Also, because what could disrupt your sleep is heartburn and indigestion. And that's what I was going to mention as one thing that I hear a lot from people that their heartburn has gone away. So if you've got heartburn, you've got indigestion, you're not gonna sleep well. I generally don't ever stuff myself. I don't like the feeling of fullness. It makes me really tired and uncomfortable and bloated and gassy and just yuck. I do not like it. Um, I like to eat until I'm satisfied. I am really in tune with my, you know, sensors of being full and knowing that my next meal or snack is right around the corner and I don't want to stretch my stomach out. So being super full, is it's hard to go to sleep. And very rarely do I ever get super full. And when I do, it's just, it's just that friendly reminder of, ooh, we don't like this because all of the things that I already mentioned before, the, you know, being uncomfortable, gas bloating, all that, just, it just doesn't feel good. And it's really hard to go to sleep when you're super, super full. So um, if your sleep is improving, it's probably because you listen to my tips about maybe trying to get your circadian rhythm kind of back into sync and, uh, counting out eight hours, going to bed at 9.30, getting up at 5.30, which is my schedule, and eventually just not using an alarm, and doing things like making sure that your room is really dark. You've got blackout blinds, you don't have any night lights in there, you don't have 
your phone in your room, you don't have your laptop in your room, like everything is really dark and it's there's no distractions. If you have roommates or if there's loud noises, I would highly recommend some earplugs, like those little foam ones, and a sleep mask. So your sleep should be precious, precious, precious. How are we doing, Josh? Josh is checking our time for us, you guys. 31, yep. 59, we're doing good, guys. All right, so number seven, ways to gauge progress. When I sign up a new client, I have them fill out a questionnaire and I ask them, you know, kind of like a health screen, like what are your, what medications are you on? And I tell you, there's people are on a lot of medication, blood pressure, cholesterol, type two diabetes, you know, anything you can imagine. So the best compliment ever for me from somebody is that they have got off of their blood pressure medication, their high cholesterol medication, their type two diabetes insulin, or any other medication that were they were taking to, you know, basically just mask and band-aid the problem, which is what, what Western medicine is doing. I believe in curing, not just, you know, covering the problem. So that is huge. Nobody wants to be taking a bunch of pills every day that are unnecessary. You know, I take some supplements, some probiotics and magnesium and things like that, but I don't want to take any more pills than I need or that my body needs. So that is absolutely huge for a client to say that they are off of a certain medication. And one thing I always tell them, if you want to if you want to stay here, you have to do what you did to get here, meaning you have to keep up the lifestyle, the strength training, the walking, the healthy eating, the whole foods, okay? The biggest one I would have to say, number eight, is that your digestion is better. I do have the Malfit Gut Flush, if anybody's interested, it is phenomenal. And the reason that it was born is because of my own digestion issues I'll, I'll, I'll often suggest the Melfit gut flush to people in the beginning and I will tell you that if you are coming off of processed foods and you're switching to whole foods just adding fruits and vegetables and more fiber can help you improve your digestive health so a lot of times I'll see that on someone's questionnaire and I'll say major roadblock you will not lose weight until we get this taken care of and then a couple weeks later they'll check in with me and they'll say you know what I listened to your suggestion about the Melfit gut flush but just switching over to the whole foods like I feel like this problem has corrected itself and it definitely can um, but but again that's something that you have to do for the rest of your life you can't just expect to go through a 12-week challenge get your workouts done eat clean and then when the challenge gets over you go back to your old ways and then if that's the case then you're gonna you, you're gonna get your 
blood pressure meds back, you're gonna get your poor sleep back, you're gonna get your lack of sex drive back, you're gonna get your poor attitude back, you're gonna get your low energy back, you're gonna get your weak body back, no strength, and you're gonna get your poor skin back. So just know that it's not just for a minute, it's every, every, every day. But the, di the digestion is huge. Um, you should eliminate one to two times a day. And I always tell people, really, if you remember when you were little, you would eat dinner and like half hour later or 20 minutes later, you'd have to go to the bathroom. Like that's how we should all be. Why has, why have our digestive systems slowed over the years? What has changed? What's changed is the food. You, you know, pick something up and it used to be an apple, but now in 2022, it's an apple and 15 ingredients that nobody can even define what it is. So that's the problem with most foods is it's not that food anymore. It's, it's, it's in an altered state. You know, it's morphed into something that's going to satisfy the palate of Americans, i.e. being super sweet or super salty, and have a long shelf life, which is super important for the food companies because the less they waste, the more they make. And it just comes down to a money game. And the more of that you put in your body, the worse all of these eight things is going to be for you. So if you can think about what what are you doing now? Are you making most of your own meals and snacks? I can honestly st say that I am, I prepare all of my meals, all of my snacks, all of my beverages. Like I have a latte every day, I have an espresso machine. I'll do like a Mexican, Melfit Mexican hot chocolate, or a Melfit golden milk latte, or a Melfit beetroot latte, or I'll have a kombucha, or a watermelon cooler. And I really do look forward to the one free day a week that I get. And that generally really isn't that bad either. I will, a lot of times I'll get a sushi roll, which we do have rice on Melfit, we are gluten free. If you are on the Melfit Six Week Tread, you've probably been able to have rice. If you are on a weight loss plan, the rice comes later, so do be patient with that. But some people get rice if they get extra calories. But I, I, I look forward to a little bit of variety on my free day, but I know that if it's too crazy, then all of these eight things that are going really well for me, they're all gonna come back. So it's like constant, work and constant maintenance to keep it up. We'll use the lawn care analogy for Josh. Like you, you could have a beautiful lawn today, but if you don't keep up on the weeds, keep it mowed, fertilize it, thatch it, do all the things that you need to do, it's not gonna look as good. So if you're super excited about where you're at and how you're feeling, you have to get into the mindset of, we're gonna be doing this for the rest of your life, you might as well A, have fun, B, make awesome food, and C, accept that this is your lifestyle. It's not, oh, I can't wait for this to go get over so I can go back to the store and buy my 
bags of chips and my donuts and my fig newtons and all that like you have to figure out a way to enjoy it and i know exercise is hard where people are like i just don't love to exercise well people are also that way with food or they will say i just don't love supposed healthy food but when i get a hold of things my hope is that i have morphed it into a flavorful healthier version of what you're used to that's why i always say replace don't remove so we're still going to have cookies but we're going to use almond flour and coconut flour instead of white flour we're still going to eat cookies but we're going to use uh, dairy-free chocolate chips um, we're going to have pizza but we're not going to use white flour we're going to use almond flour we're going to make it out of sweet potatoes so um, just all of those changes really really add up so if you can the next time you're stuck when you weigh yourself if you can realize that there are so many reasons why the scale can fluctuate here and there and use it as a gauge yes but don't let it be your ride or die like don't get up in the morning and think oh my gosh like I'm up two pounds like I might as well just eat my way back home you know like You've got to really just get a grip on it and think, okay, that's right. I listened to that podcast with Coach Mel and, you know, there's a lot of reasons why my weight could be up right now. I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because I know that I'm feeling there's eight reasons right here on the paper why I should continue. I'm not going to let the ninth reason, which is the scale, be the straw that broke the camel's back. So... Um, yeah, I, I, I think it takes people a long time and it's 2022 and people are still just so obsessed about the scale, but when you do get down to really close to your goal weight, you have to change your mindset because you're not going to see the big numbers like you did on the 12 week boot camp, which is like 20 to 37 pounds. It, you're getting down to the wire where it's a matter of did she lose 3% body fat and did she lose you know some inches and did she gain muscle does her body look better does she look better in clothes do her clothes fit better so it's I think it's really hard for people coming off a of boot camp to go to the shred because they're they're still in that scale mindset scale mindset scale mindset and the shred will maybe bring you four pounds and maybe you know two inches and people look at that as a failure but if you look at the pictures they're stronger i mean there's so many reasons why um they should not throw in the towel and also just doing a challenge kind of gives you that discipline so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of eight ways to gauge progress besides the scale. If you liked the show, please like, subscribe, and share. And if you can, we'd love it if you would write a review. And we will see you guys on the next Melfit podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's been amazing connecting, inspiring, and motivating you guys. See you soon. Bye -bye.